What's up, world? Welcome to the Shape of a Star podcast, where everyone has a story. We just need to shape it so that, like, we're the star or something like that. So today I'm going to plug in the commercial super early, a.k.a. now, because it'll make sense once I introduce today's guest, which you should already know who it is because it's in the title of the episode when you clicked it. But so Geek Therapeutics wants you to feel like the superhero who defeated the villain in your favorite comic book. Imagine what it's like to be in an anime character's shoes. Feel proud during the instant you raised your arms in victory after conquering a Dungeons and Dragons quest. And cherish the moment you hugged your teammates after winning that esports tournament. Something I'll never get, but okay, cool. I get that moment when I like win in league sometimes, but it's a different story. <laughs> Anyways, so Geek Therapeutics wants you to use geek culture and its artifacts such as video games, anime, fan fiction, comic books, pop culture esports and tabletop RPGs to unlock the best versions of yourself and others. All their stuff is approved by the APA, the American Psychological Association, the people that make you do those weird citations, the NBCC, and ACE, and more for their trainings and certifications. Check them out at the website, geektherapeutics.com, link in the description, and use the special links in the description when you subscribe to their awesome content and to begin to learn how to mix the wonder of fun with bettering humanity. So, why did I plug it in the beginning this time? Especially because everyone always hears about it. Because, once again, we're bringing on someone from the Geek Therapy family. I don't know if we call it a family. I'm not into the family thing. But, hey, it's a fun group. And we're all here to have fun. Here's Heather. Hey! Yes, hey. it is a family. Just to... It's family! Um... Cuban Diesel, right? No clue. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited. I'm excited. Can you explain to the world who you are? Just your about you thing. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, I thought about that. So hardcore gamer girl, anime enthusiast, just geek to the core, um, I used to say that was my night job, um, but now it is part of my day job uh, because my day job is also a licensed mental health counselor, a certified alcohol and substance abuse counselor, um, a recently certified uh, geek therapist, and a certified therapeutic dungeon master. Oh yeah, you're in the program or you finished the program. Yes, uh, I finished um, the certified geek therapist program one week after the Certified Therapeutic Dungeon Master program. Wow, yeah, your clouds grew big both. fast. Yes. Which, by the time this episode airs, everyone, today is August 10th, 2021. So when you're hearing this in the future, which I think early 2023, it's been had for a while. In fact, I think we would have to recertify by then. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's every two years, right? Yeah. Oh, I would have to recertify by then, actually. I might actually have to, too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You're like October or not October. What month is it? Oh, it's August. I certified in July? I want so to July, June? June, June or July, July? July 2023. So we're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're <laughs> nice. Either Hoosers. So I know I bring a lot of people that I meet through the geek therapy world because I don't know. We're also fascinating. 
Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, um, we all bring such unique uh, viewpoints to geekdoms around around the world. It, I mean, like I just got a message from somebody from New Zealand the other day. So it's like, it really is around the world. Ooh, what were they messaging you about? Uh, supervision. <laughs> Where are these people from New Zealand asking for me to supervise? Oh, they might be, you know, when, when you get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, as you know, everyone, I'm on band camp break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Danny is at band camp. Yeah. Or, and marching band, football games, and all that other fun life. Hmm. For some. Anyways, I'm not saying it's fun for everyone, but it's another form of geekdom, so that's what I bring to the table. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Music is totally a part of that. Yes, but marching band specifically. A whole hey. different... <laughs> well, this one time at band camp... He, he, he. <laughs> I've been hearing that for the past three weeks. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you have. <laughs> And it's like it's a yeah. movie, right? I have seen the movie. Okay, right, is, that, is that what you said? Asked? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. yeah, I'm just hoping like the context is there. Yeah, I watched the movie when it was on Netflix once, like in 2012. On Netflix, I saw that in the theaters. Now I'm dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Lindsay dated herself yesterday too. Oh, great. <laughs> Lindsay just openly told me she's like you know I just turned 40 I was like 40 would you believe Should Lindsay I was my age I what? had no idea yeah should I say I'm, my age should I shock it. some people yeah 38 oh that's not bad at all I mean for me it is <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in my 20s forever 30s are the new 20s people say true 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 but I'm almost done with those too, so. Yeah, you already have your life together. <laughs> <laughs> or you so are stable, happy. <laughs> or so we think. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I am happy. Stable. Enough. Enough, yes. Enough stable to hold enough. a license. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> enough to be trusted with that. <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time. I'm like, enough to work here. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of work and psychology, how did you get into this whole psych world? So I'm like one of those stereotypical people that gets into it because, you know, it's either you have trauma or you know someone who's had trauma or you're just trying to figure yourself out. Yep. Um, I, I come from the trauma branch, uh, so I sustained a pretty significant trauma. Uh, it was a life-threatening trauma. When I was 16 years old, um, I was forced into therapy, but, um, you know, it actually did really help out. But, you know, um, I, I can't say that that's what actually pushed me into therapy. Um, I always knew that I wanted to help people from that point forward. Um, but when I actually got into college, I was originally um, a... A performing arts major because what I found was that performing arts uh, really helped me through another trauma I was going through at at that time, um, and and performing arts really kind of saved me there. Uh, what pushed me to get into therapy was my mom telling me to get a, a real job um, because performing arts is very difficult to get into. Which you know what I get it. Yes, it is. It's really difficult to get into. So I sat there and I thought. 
what's what's a way that I could still incorporate performing arts, but also get a real job? And uh, I don't know, therapy popped into my mind, and here we are today. Therapy is a show. It is a show. It is. I mean, especially narrative therapy. It's amazing the tricks we have to pull out. Seriously. Seriously. No, I use a lot of the skills I developed through the dance and like performing arts life into therapy. And also that's, I think, the number one most common backstory to psychology we have heard on the show. Yeah, I'm pretty basic in that regard. (laughs) What was your performing arts focus? Because I didn't know that either. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, My focus, I was the triple threat, man. I was singing, dancing, and acting. Um, I was doing all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, most noteworthy, um, I had um, several solos with the acapella group of the college. Um, I was in multiple improvisational um, groups uh, that performed at the college and at other colleges. And then also um, improvisational dance um, and choreography, uh, where I put on a belly dance that actually got a lot of recognition. <laughs> Look at you. Like recognition <laughs> within the college or the world at large? Oh, not the world. No, uh, <laughs> but within the college community. Yes. <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. Feel free to shout out where you went. Oh, um, so at that time it was Westchester Community College, um, but that I, I did end up going to an art school for psychology. Um, I finished my degree <laughs> at um, Purchase College, uh, which is very well known for the performing arts. Um, yeah, well, so I, 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 I love to say that I went to an art school for, for psych. <laughs> Again, psych is a show. It is, yeah. <laughs> it is an art. Fighting to keep the attention. 100%. Oh, my gosh. And the buy-in. Yes, yes. Uh, the engagement, session engagement, that's what they call it. Oh, yeah, trying to do that. Yeah, I mean, now that, you know, I'm I'm into geek therapy, it makes that engagement so much easier. It really does. Have you noticed that? I mean, I haven't done anything but geek therapy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, I also I, knew, but I've also only worked with kids, so. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I see, I'm mostly, uh, I was primarily adults. Now I'm adolescents and adults and, and some, a few kids. Um, but I worked in very traditional settings until uh, recently. Mm-hmm. So it was very, um, you know, like you have to do DBT or you have to do this one specific type of therapy because that's what we do. And, and anything that diverged from that was kind of like, are you serious? That's a no from me. <laughs> yeah. That's what they were trying to pitch me that it would like to be like to work in a school. And I was very much like, uh... no, it wasn't for it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it feels really good to like kind of bring like all of me into the room instead of part of me, the, the, the school me. Now it is all of me. Yeah. I don't know. It's super cool to hear. I'm glad (laughs) you found your happiness. Yes. Definitely. definitely. What would you say is your theoretical orientation? Because it's always interesting to hear what people say. Yeah. I think I am person centered to the core 
I have always been, even in these um, stricter settings that I was talking about, I've always kind of been mixing or trying to like sneakily mix other things in there because I don't think sticking to one is, is effective. Everybody is different. Everybody needs something different. Um, so to the core person centered, but, um, being that the start of my therapeutic journey was working with the substance abuse population, there was a lot of Adlerian and motivational interviewing thrown in there. And now that I'm more in the um, private practice sector, um, I can throw in that positive psychology and especially that geek therapy. Yeah. I don't know. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I wanted to work with kids because I wanted to have fun. Yeah, you know, I mean, kids are great. I, I find it a little bit harder because I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I find it a little bit harder. Maybe because they're when they're younger, they can't express themselves verbally as much as maybe an adolescent or an adult. And I just find it easier to work with that. Um, but they express themselves in other ways, obviously, like through drawing and, and play and things mm -hmm. like that. But to be in my head, adolescents are kids, and I know that's so completely wrong in developmental terms, but... I just called one of my adolescents a kid earlier today, and I'm like, I mean, like, technically I'm not wrong, but I'm sorry. <laughs> True. She was, like, 14, so... Oh, she's a kid. <laughs> yeah. They're all kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, I They're mean, like... kids until college. I'm 38, you're a kid. <laughs> So, okay, you're person-centered. Yes, very much. And how did you discover geek therapy? Because no person discovered it the same way I learned. Really? I'm I'm interested to hear how other people... Okay, I'll say how I did, but I'm interested to know how other people did. I was literally um, scrolling through Facebook one day, and geek therapy popped up, and I'm like, oh my god, what is this? So I click on it, obviously. Yes, that's how I found it. Right? Facebook, I, I'm like, how did people not find it through Facebook? What the heck? Um, but you know what it is? It's probably because a lot of the searches that I was doing. Oh. Right? Because Facebook is always putting in things based off of your search history in Google. So I was researching ways to implement um, biofeedback and neurofeedback video games into therapy at that time. Um, so, um, it, it's not surprising, but yeah, Facebook, I was scrolling, I saw it, clicked on it and I was like, holy crap, like this is what I've been wanting to do forever. And somebody's actually done something that's like accredited exactly. and recognized. And now I, I, like everything I've been talking about over the years and being shunned and being told like, that's crazy. Like it's not crazy anymore. It wasn't me. It was them. I feel legitimized. <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, I found it. Uh, I found it through, through, uh, through Facebook. Thank you, Facebook. The exactly. algorithm served me well this time. <laughs> exactly. And not weird wish ads. Yeah, I know. I'm so sick of the wish ads. Like, I don't okay. even use wish anymore. <laughs> oh, I never did. But this is how other people found it in case people are also wondering. Um, someone just was a panel attendee at a convention that Tony was at and followed them on Twitter for years and suddenly noticed he was tweeting about this. Ooh, that's interesting. You know what? So I have a colleague at work who 
um, we, we had this big work function barbecue and she came up to me and she's talking about the geek therapy because obviously everybody at my job knows that I'm doing this now. Yeah. And apparently her husband, who was also at the barbecue and talked to me, her husband heard about geek therapy before I was talking about it because he went to a convention and there was, um, I don't know who he met there, but they were handing out geek therapy cards and talking about um, what geek therapy was. And he was very interested in it. And then when he heard that uh, from my colleague that I was engaging in it, he's like, oh my God, you need to talk to her. You need to do this. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's word of mouth has spread this so much. Yes. Yes. I feel like it's, it's really like over, I know it started in 2019, but I feel like um, towards the end of 2020, it's really like started to superly spread. Superly, indeed. Superly. <laughs> Maybe that's not the right word, but like it spread. It spread beyond and like, where is it? I'm trying to see. I'm trying to, because I think I'm about to hit my one year with here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. You said that you got it in December, right? So that's. I got mine technically January. Like okay, six. Yeah. It was very early January. I finished. But you the... had to have. You started last year. Yeah. I actually, my first certificate says July 31st. What? So it's been a year. It's been a year. When did it's you hop on? It's been over a year. Yeah. When did you hop onto the train? I lit. Okay. So I started. So when I saw this, I think it was in May that I saw it. And like for two weeks, I was contemplating whether or not I wanted to do it. Cause obviously, you know, money. And, um, I just kept having dreams about me doing it and just being happier after doing it. And I was like, one day I was at work, I presented it to my boss. Who's like so much for new innovative therapies. Um, and he was like, you have to do this. Like, this sounds amazing. And I was like, okay. And then uh, lunch break, I just started doing it. So, yeah. yeah. And then and then, literally a week later, signed up for the uh, Therapeutic Game Master course. Which I'm, I want <laughs> to do, but it's so hard having a consistent night blocked out. Yeah, it was rough. Um, being East Coast and having it start at 9 p.m. and go to 11, but not really. It was mostly like go to 12. I think one time we ended at 1 a.m. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was nutty. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> Everybody else was like West Coast or Central. So they didn't really get hit as hard as I did on that one. Oh, because we're, I'm also East Coast, so that's horrifying yeah. to think about. But they're not all at the same time. So you just find the cohort that has the times that would work for you. Yeah, that's the hard part. Because yeah. I was going to sign up, like, you, in you April. And then Tony was like, oh, we extended it. It's no longer two months. And I was like, oh, it's going to go into band. I can't. Yeah, no. When When you find some time, you have to take this. Like, you'd be so perfect for it. I, yeah, I play a lot of the games, so. Danny's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Not that I'd be perfect for it. I just know the game system, so I feel like yes. all that would be, DM, I struggle to DM. Yeah, for so. me, it was like a huge refresher because I, I played back in high school, and as we all know my age, that was like 20 <laughs> years ago. 
Um, so, you know, and, and even then it was like, it was high school. So, um, it was a big refresher on, for me, but a lot of fun, a lot of fun, a lot of fun was had friendships were made. <laughs> <laughs> and so you found it through Facebook, just like me. So again, yes. we are living proof that these Facebook ads are worth it. Yes. Yes. Tony, if you're listening to the podcast, because you've been More on Facebook it, apps. <laughs> <laughs> get a TikTok. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Just get on all the social media. Can you imagine Tony on TikTok? <laughs> I could, actually. I could. I'd pay to see that. I don't know how I'd feel. <laughs> I feel like I'd get stuck making some of them. That's not such a bad gig. I'd make some, too. I, I'm not a good TikToker. Neither am I, but I'd figure it out. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of new stuff lately that I have to figure out, so. True. We'll get to that stuff, too. Yes. Although, actually, now's a good time. What is all this new stuff you're up to? Because remember, this is going to premiere in 2023. 2023. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. That's a while. It's a backlog. Um, it's real. Yeah, so 2020, 2023, well, obviously there's going to be a lot to go over um, if you're just hearing it now. But um, yeah, I am starting a uh, a vlog. And uh, that was a culmination of my boss who uh, was, you know, kind of pushing the therapist to create a blog for the uh, private practice website. Um, but, uh, I did submit my first blog entry and when he read it, he was like, you know, I'm not really in the culture. I love it, but I would need visuals to really, you know, form Get that idea it. that you're trying to convey and was like, and being that it's geek therapy, I'm thinking that you should do a vlog. So I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, so I'm, I'm experimenting with video recording and editing software, never done that before, but um, it should be great. And the vlogs are actually also gonna potentially be posted on the Geek Therapeutics YouTube channel. Ooh. Yeah. You're making it big. I'm making it big. Hopefully I can figure out this video editing though. It's like the biggest thing. If you can't, you could hire an editor. Oh yeah. Well, that's money. <laughs> it is money, but it'd be worth it for me. If I had to do it, it'd be worth it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So any video editors out there <laughs> taking <laughs> applications? Taking applications and yes. hopefully you find you before this airs. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll post it in the Discord. Maybe there's some takers. Oh, there probably is. <laughs> they probably know people. Yes. <laughs> so... Throughout the geek therapy life, you are known for your love of anime and always having an anime for something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you discover your love for anime? So um, it kind of goes back to that trauma that I sustained um, when I was 16. Uh, I needed uh, for months um, some pretty heavy uh, um, doctor's visits that painful procedures were being performed. Um, but what got me through that was actually Sailor Moon um, because 
um, right after uh, the appointment, I'd make it home in time for Toonami. If you, do you remember Toonami? I do. I, I, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd make it home for uh, Toonami uh, right in time for Sailor Moon. And I'd watch Sailor Moon and just love every moment of it. So Sailor Moon was your starter. Sailor Moon was my starter. I think what actually um, solidified it uh, was Tenchi Muyo. I've heard of it. I have no idea what it's about. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. Um, so there's like a million different versions. There's like Tenchi Muyo, Tenchi Muyo Universe, Tenchi Muyo in Tokyo, I believe. And then there's another spinoff. And it's it's all over the place, but it's really, really good. And a fun fact about Tenchi Muyo. So my cousin in Florida loved Tenchi Muyo so much, she named her daughter Ryoko. And ah. Ryoko was one of the, the main characters, and if you've seen Tenchi Muyo, um, she's pretty psycho in the beginning, but ten but does you know calm down a bit. <laughs> but she's pretty psychotic in the beginning. No, okay, cool. We love hearing people mellow out. <laughs> yeah, she does mellow out a little bit, but mm. all right, but. No, okay, so you Sailor Moon was your starter, and Tenchi Muyo really solidified it. Yeah. What are the highlight animes throughout your time, I guess, 20 years of watching? My highlight animes? Like what? Like my favorite ones? Favorites, yeah. The ones you would recommend Oh my people. god, that list is so long. Um, I would say top... It, my, the top anime has to be Fairy Tail, especially because I have the Fairy Tail symbol tattooed on my arm. <laughs> so, I love Fairy Tail. Look at that, look. Ooh, it's multicolored too. Yes, it's galaxy. It's filled in with galaxy. Um, but I also have it on the arm that Urza Scarlet has her tattoo. Um, because I love Urza Scarlet and I want to be her. She is my my spirit anime person. Um, <laughs> so um, Fairy Tail is definitely top. Um, let's see, Death Note. I love Death Note. Uh, amazingly done um sword art online i know that there's like a lot of different opinions that like you know the first season was good and then the second season like fell off i like the second season though it's pretty good but um more current uh animes would be uh demon slayer and um attack on titan um yeah so those would be like kind of like my my more oh my hero academia how can i not how can i not mention my hero academia i talk about it all the time yes you do, yes, do. <laughs> not in a bad way that sounded yeah, bad no. not in a bad way at all no copyright pending <laughs> the copyright pending we'll get into that yeah. <laughs> no but i don't ugh, god i'm horrible transitions tonight anyways so we're going to play like a mini game, which you already know about. Oh, yeah. So the world knows I pre-send questions, so don't feel pressured about that. Okay. Yeah. But, so I'm going to name like a thing, and you can name us animes to watch and why to help us with it therapeutically. Okay, sure. Or what would you utilize would be the easiest way to say it. Perfect. So <laughs> I forgot what when we merged, because you were like, I have a better idea. So we'll just start with anxiety. 
Okay, yeah, anxiety. I mean, you know, I just said Demon Slayer. Um, there's a perfect example of that in Demon Slayer. Oh my god, I'm like totally blanking on this guy's name though. Um, hold on, I'm looking this up. We have the internet. Yes. We have technology. Zenitsu from Demon Slayer. Yes, he is the boy with the yellow hair, and um, he is the perfect example of anxiety and panic attacks um, and kind of watching his growth, especially uh, with the movie that came out. Um, while he was still very anxious, he's toned it down a bit. Um, but it, when you talk about anxiety and learning how to cope with it, um, clearly Zenitsu had a lot to be anxious about and was very, um, I guess, uh, did not have a lot of self-efficacy in his abilities. So, um, you know, watching the growth from him kind of learning how to relax and um, believe in himself a little bit more and reduce that anxiety, um, especially in the movie was, uh, was really great to watch. And I would recommend anyone that's struggling with anxiety go through that um, because he had some very real demons he was huh. anxious about. <laughs> and uh and and he was he was able he's still anxious you know hasn't gone away fully but he was able to gain a little bit more control over it well that's still cool um ugh, god transition today i'm horrible with them <laughs> sorry world not top of my game but it's okay because heather's personality makes up for it oh yeah right. <laughs> so <laughs> what about depression this is the one we merged. So it was depression slash loneliness. Okay. Um, because I feel like in within depression, there is a lot of loneliness. You do feel alone. And, and it's not just, you know, feeling alone within the depression, but it's also that depression kind of gets you to isolate. So you are like quite literally alone um, at times. And, you know, I was thinking about it and Angel Beats would be a really good anime for that. Actually, oh, I, don't I don't know what that one is. Angel Beats um, is interesting. It's obviously high school students because all animes are high school. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, basically, um, it's about individuals who passed away in the real world, and this is set in the afterlife. Um, and they're basically in lim they're in limbo. Um, it's a limbo that is designed for individuals who experience trauma or hardship in their in the real world and that they have to overcome this before being able to pass on and reincarnate into the real world. But it's set as this big war zone and all of the people within it are fighting against pretty much like moving on because they don't know that that's what they're meant to do. So they're fighting so much against it, um, against their fate until they make this realization that they are meant to kind of resolve the trauma and hardship that they went through in their real life in order to um, feel complete and, and, and move on from that world. Um, loneliness fits in when, um, and I don't want any spoilers, but toward at the end of Angel Beats, the, uh, the last, uh, episode uh there's one left one one decides to stay back to help the others anyone oh. else who comes to this limbo um to move on after, even after falling in love and and the girl decides to move on and leave him there alone after he asks for 
if she if she wanted to stay and do that with him but he wanted to stay behind and, and help others move on so it's it's a really great story of you know working through trauma working through any hardships and 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 knowing that there is something better um and that it, it isn't just this war that's going on in your i guess in your head in terms of depression but you know in this limbo oh that was a good synthesis <laughs> though to explain the why so if the guy could could he move on when he chose he could he could but he would have to bring himself to that like he would have to fully accept that as that being what he wanted to do he can't just have a partial thought of it um and and i guess his calling was to stay there and help others which okay. is very noble because he said noble. bye bye to the woman he loved <laughs> all right so next up on the list of what would you utilize is depress no we merged depression or no we didn't depression was next well, no, no we, we did just did depression and loneliness. Sorry, I, I, I typed and edited the list as we went. Suicidal thoughts. Okay, so you know this one. You've heard this one. My Hero Academia, 100%. Um, this is where we get into copyright pending. The Ayazawa method. <laughs> so obviously for anyone who doesn't know um, what My Hero Academia is, um, essentially it is a world where people are either born with quirks, which are superpowers or not. Um, and uh, Ayazawa is, uh, is an instructor at uh, UA, um, which is a school for superheroes, people with quirks to develop them and, and then go out and be heroes um, in the real world when they get older. Um, and Ayazawa's quirk is um, if he looks at somebody else with a quirk, and as long as he maintains eye contact, their quirk will disappear. But the second he blinks or loses eye contact, the quirk reappears. So um, I actually utilized this kind of um, uh, characterization with a 12-year-old boy who came to me with suicidal ideations. Ayazawa was his favorite character, and he was his favorite character because of the quirks. So I decided, well, why not? Why can't you have that quirk? so to speak. So we talked about viewing these um, suicidal ideations or other negative thoughts as um, as quirks. And that if as long as he brings attention to the fact that he's having this negative thought and recognizing it as a negative thought, then he can make it disappear. But it's not to say that you're not going to have the negative thoughts are gone forever, right? The second you don't pay attention, they might come back. And that's the whole point that, you know, it's giving you the power to make it disappear when you need them to. Patent pending. Patent pending, copyright pending. <laughs> Trademark pending. Trademark pending, all the pendings. Whatever the R is. Yeah, right? Copyright, Registered? is that copyright? Red that's a C. Oh, yeah, no, that's C. Yeah, copyright C. So what, I don't know what the R is because TM, trademark right there. Trademark, yeah. Um, registered idea or registered like maybe yeah I don't know. we'll go with it <laughs> i don't know i'm not really doing any of these things so <laughs> so we have been delving into the sad parts of psych what if someone needs an empowerment boost what would you ask or suggest for them to watch yeah um i mean i could i could throw in my hero academia again 
Um, I mean, uh, Midoriya is a great example. Uh, he's a kid who was not born with a quirk, was given a quirk and has to figure out how to use it. And in that journey um, finds who he, he is in terms of that quirk because the quirk is different for everybody who holds it. Um, and, and he kind of oh. becomes empowered in that sense that he figures out his way of using the quirk, which is not the same as the person who had it before him, All Might. Um, so that's really great. I know with anime, there's a lot of like uh, female empowerment, like Sailor Moon is like a perfect example of like the earlier uh, female empowerment. We have like a band of girls who are just kicking ass all over the place with, you know, when you think about it, the powers of the universe. Yeah. When you really think about it. Um, so uh, Sailor Moon is a great example of that. You can see examples of that, like Attack on Titan um, uh, with uh, the sister. I'm like blanking on names today. Mikasa? Yes, Mikasa. Like she's like powerful female warrior. Like try to cross her. I dare you. <laughs> yeah <laughs> with her cat like reflexes yeah Just and then um yeah everyone <laughs> yeah so there's a there's like never-ending animes for female empowerment but in terms of just like generalized empowerment i guess my hero also just all of them all of the heroes growing within their power and and learning how to manage them and and to the best of their ability and to what who they want to be in terms of a hero. Nice. Oh, by the way, I never told you this, even though we talk about this all the time. So Ooh. me and Heather are on a lot of geek therapy stuff together, whether it's yeah. like supervisions, just like interviews or whatever. We're always together for some reason. <laughs> and we talk about the Aizawa method everywhere because I love hearing about it. <laughs> but something I do is for like when people are moving on or friendships are breaking apart, I do the fairy tale send off. <gasps> stop yeah like you can't see we're oh. doing the hand symbol yeah we're but, like, doing it <laughs> yeah, oh, so, oh my god like oh. when i have students like transitioning back to their base schools or all that stuff and like the students that are still at my school are upset about i'm like guys fairy tale like i send -off. love that i'm stealing that Go um for it. i know i, I love that i love that now i'm just having images of um of uh, the, the, the parade. Yeah. When Loxness, I, oh my God, did you cry? I cried. No, I did not because I, I don't know. I always think about when Urza does it to her friends the first time we see it. Okay. Like after the tower arc. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all season one people, by the way, go watch it on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but there's like, it is a, there's a lot of episodes. A lot of yeah, I stopped watching, but also because I read it. Oh, okay. So, so that's that's fair. That's fair. I've already and, watched it like three times through. Wow. I so stopped like, at the second time skip. Okay. Which is actually when it gets really good, but yeah, I mean you gotta go back and finish this. I do, but like and it's when they went back to the original animators. Yeah. And you gotta go back. You gotta go back. There's a lot of back. things that uh, just write it down on your list. This is the site. So first is the 
uh, Game Master program, and now it's finished <laughs> finished Fairy Tale. It's so good, but yeah, no, that um, that scene where you know Loxus is a kid and Makov just uh, that's some powerful stuff right there. It is, and it's such good, and it's good for grief too. It really is, yeah. There's a oh, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else I use right now. Oh, I use the Digimon crests for people to pick a purpose in life or like an attribute oh. they want to exhibit for like identity formation. Yeah. And I mean, like I, you're the you're the Digimon master. I don't know too much about it. I wouldn't say master, but I think I'm the only super fan left these days. Um <laughs> <laughs> Because they're because I don't even play the video games that everyone like is like grave reviews. All these Digimon video games, I haven't played any Cyber Sleuth or any of the new ones. Oh, I didn't I didn't know there were video games. Oh yes, <laughs> there are, and they were getting them sequels upon sequels. But I'm a bad fan. But speaking of being fans, you're a big Final Fantasy XIV player. Yes, I am. How oh did you get God. into that? Because I know you were in Warcraft. Yes. So, um, so originally, yeah, I was in World of Warcraft. Uh, I started playing that back in vanilla, uh, and a friend got me into it and I dabbled around with it in vanilla and then really started going ham with it in uh, burning crusade. Um, but my friend was playing it and I was like, I was like that friend that was like, you can't pause the video game and just come and hang out. And he's like, no, I can't. So I wanted to see what it was all about and uh, just kind of got sucked in. But, um, you know, Cataclysm came and then I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. I mean, you can't you can't follow Wrath of the Lich King with Cataclysm. So I stopped I playing video games. <laughs> you know? I didn't hate Cataclysm, though. Deathwing finally getting, like, more plot. I was like, okay, I could do this. There was just something about it. It felt different. Didn't like it. And then I was just like, I'm going to stop. So I stopped. Um, I ended up beta testing for Ion and played that for a tiny bit. Um, but when I met my uh, current boyfriend, he was playing Final Fantasy. I tried to get him into Ion, actually. And he was like, this sucks. You should try this game. So I tried Final Fantasy and absolutely loved it. Been playing it ever since. I've been playing for five or six years now. And yeah. look at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been out? Longer than five or six years. Um, I definitely did not. I, I was not in like the original. Um, I wish I was because you get a really cool back tattoo for your uh, for your character if you were. Um, oh. Okay, but, but you uh, weren't far from the original. It wasn't far. Um, I came in during the, I think, the tail end of Realm Reborn. I think uh, when they were releasing the final um, raid tier in Realm Reborn. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're super into it. So other than your main 14, what other Final Fantasies have you played? So obviously seven. I mean... Everybody's played seven, right? Actually, I've um, never played but, seven. Oh, <laughs> I guess everybody has not. But I, I did play seven uh, back in the day. Um, 
And then it's really just been seven and 14, but I do want to give 11 a try because that's another MMO version of Final Fantasy, but it's different. So I did want to check out 11 and uh, see what that's all about. I didn't know 11 still ran. Is it not running? I thought that they stopped it before 14, so I could be wrong. Where is it 10? Am I talking about 10? There's Which so one? many of them. It's like. No, 11 is the MMORPG. Yeah. And 10 is with Titus and Yuna or Titus and Yuna. Yeah. And then yeah. there's 16 also. That's not out yet. Yeah. 16 is coming out. I do want to try that too. Uh, uh, did you play 15? No, I didn't. Did you? I did. I loved it. Would you recommend? Uh, I would. I would start with that one. My favorite's 13. Okay. And I think there's a lot of, like, lessons in there, but, like, a, just about fighting fate. That's actually another one I use a lot in therapy, because it's all about, like, these super powerful powerful beings, like, make a mark on you, and then you have to fulfill their wish, otherwise you turn to a monster. <laughs> oh, sure. And if you do fulfill it, <laughs> you turn into crystal. And so you either go monster or crystal, and you just basically die no matter what you do. Oh, wow. Okay, so there's Everyone... no escape in that. <laughs> that's, that's pretty what... realistic when you think about it. Exactly. And the whole thing <laughs> is about fighting fate. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, I love that. It's so good. It's my favorite. That. Now I'm going to have to play the game. Yeah. I can't, I can't talk about it if I don't play it. Yeah. All right, cool. So you're going to play. That's exciting. But since you know 14 and you actually can talk about that, what yeah. is your race and class build for 14? Oh, so um, right now I'm playing a Viera female, um, white mage. Um, I also leveled all the other healers as well. So I do have an astro and a scholar. Um, I have a dancer, summoner, and paladin at max level as well. Wow. But my main is a my main is a white mage. Okay, yeah, you. Yeah. I forget you mentioned this before. So you like to play healers. Yes. <laughs> and control the fate of everyone. Well, you know, he, a white mage nowadays is a glare bot. So um, I'm doing more damage than healing. What does that mean? Uh, so glare is our damaging spell. Um, so. While healing is fun and all, I'm trying to put out max damage as much as I can and really like letting people get really low before I heal them mm -hmm. uh, and just kind of dancing around that dynamic. Okay. I mean, that's how I played too. Uh, I don't play <laughs> healers, but when I am stuck as a healer, like I don't heal. Yeah. Makes in it fact, in League of Legends, because I know you know, you, I know you hate that Toxic. I play League. It is, but it gives me life. Uh, does it? It does. You just love the toxicity, don't you? Kind of. <laughs> I kind of do. It's my coping aspect. You want to teach me how to play? Because, like, I play a really bad Lux. Okay. I The thing is, I probably could help you play. But, so, I play Janna with my... But, but I play with good people because it's toxic. Oh, oh, well, then play with me because I'm not good. Okay. <laughs> no, so, I thought you were going to be like, I would teach you, but I play with good people. And then that toxicity. No, that's why it's toxic, because we're all bad. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I could totally get down with that. 
And I think it's the most fun thing on earth. I'm like, none of us are good. Why are we angry? <laughs> <laughs> but if we are angry, it's your fault because. <laughs> right. Because you're trash. <laughs> because you're trash and you're not building correctly. We need a tank. Why is no one tanking? <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's going to kill. Be a tank. And usually my friend who's the healer ends up being a tank. It just abandons all, all healing. Oh, my God. But anyways, yeah, so John is the only, quote, healer I play, and I actually don't ever heal as her. Uh, <laughs> so oh, her big healing spell is like her ultimate spell, which blows all enemies away, and anyone in the ring of air, like, is healed, right? Yeah. I use it all the time to escape, but the biggest joke, so I played Jonna since, like, it came out in 2012, or I started playing in 2012, but every single time I use Jonna's, oh, one of my teammates dies. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. And so we always say, like, Jonna's ult misses, even oh though gosh. it's a radial effect around her. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right. well, I lived for, like, four more seconds. Well, that was the point, right? Uh, no, I was trying to pull out, like, escape. Okay. <laughs> Jonna's supposed to be super fast. <laughs> At least oh, how I okay. play her, I build her fast. So she's like, zip, bye. I haven't played her. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Lux is probably more your speed. <laughs> Yeah, I'd I'd say I have the um and I have the skin too for like the the starlight lock star guardian. Yes, star guardian lock. So she looks like a sailor skin. Yes, I have that for I Jinx, have that. Jana. I have them for a bunch of characters actually. <laughs> but we're here about you and your stuff. So yeah. you said you came in at the end of Reborn, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that because that was my next question because I didn't know if you actually played original fourteen. I wish that tattoo. I would love it. Oh, that's what you meant. Like original before. Okay. I thought you meant like yeah, first oh, patch yeah. of Realm Reborn. Yeah. If you played before uh Realm Reborn, you got um I forget what it's called. Um but it's a it's a tattoo that you can put on your back. Nice. It's is it, like is it actually pretty or is it like an ugly tattoo? No, it's really cool. Okay. It's really cool. It's a tattoo that you put on your character's back. It looks really cool. It's like a, a circle, I believe, and it kind of looks like that that new symbol of, you know, a realm reborn. Cool. All right. So, what kind of content do you do in fourteen? Because I know there's a lot of different things. Yeah. Um. So glam is endgame. So that's the first thing that I do. <laughs> um. Clearly. <laughs> um, because that's what, um, makes you play better. Having a good glam just makes you play better and it ups all your damage and healing capabilities. <laughs> At least that's what I tell myself, but, I go um, with it. <laughs> but, um, uh, in, uh, I, I'm, I'm a raider. I'm not so much for PVP, even in wow. I didn't really, I was not on a PVP server. I am trash at PVP. So if you want to feel good about yourself and your PVP skills, PVP with me, cause you'll feel really good. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm more so for the rating. That's what I did in wow. Um, that's what I did in ion. Um, and that's, that's what I do in final fantasy, um, is rating. Um, for a long time, for a few years, I've been raiding at the Savage level and just recently started dabbling with Ultimate raids. Um, so right now I'm working on Ultimate T, um, which is Alexander, um, which is technically the hardest fight in the game at this time. Um, but hopefully once we get T down, which should be really soon actually we've made a lot of progress we're going to be seeing um the last few minutes of the fight like within the next few weeks um uh 
we do plan on moving to potentially Uwu or UCOB. Um, hopefully we can get both of those ultimates down before 6.0 comes out. Um, so that's, that's the plan, just kind of clear all the content. So when you are clearing like the final boss thingy, are you fighting Alexander himself or is that just the realm name? Um, so, so the fight is a whole bunch of different bosses um, in, uh, in T. It starts out with Living Liquid and then you're fighting after you get Living Liquid down, um, Truth Chaser and Brute Justice at the same time. And then the next stage, there's like four stages, I believe. Uh, then there is um, Alexander, Brute Justice, and Cruz Chaser that you're dealing with. And then the final stage is, what's the final stage again? What's final stage of T. Epic Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Well, Epic Alexander. Yeah. Okay. He's so, golden. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect Alexander. Alexander. Yes. Perfect. His, his name is Perfect Alexander. <laughs> Oh, okay. And that'll be the fourth stage. Wow. So how many so people are in a... Oh, go on. We, we've made it. Um, we are right at the cusp of getting to Perfect Alexander. Like, we're, like, right there. So, and Perfect Alexander is apparently a victory lap um, and really easy. So, oh. <laughs> so we're almost there. We're really almost there. That's so exciting. Um, how many people are in a raid party for Final Fantasy XIV? Like, how does that work? It's uh, eight people. So you have two tanks, two healers, four DPS. Um, generally, you want two melee and two ranged. Um, and you don't want to double up on classes because uh, that uh, really fucks with your limit uh, your limit break gauge. Makes it move slower. Okay. And you want it to move fast. <laughs> so what are melee DPS classes? Melee DPS? Uh, there's so many. Um... Samurai, Monk, um, I mean, I, I don't know if you want me to name them all, but Melee is pretty much like the, you're up in the boss's face. No, that I understood. I just didn't know which ones counted versus oh, Tank. Okay. Me, okay, Jesus Christ. Let me, well, Tanks are Melee too, technically. Yeah, that's why I never know the difference. So I'm pulling up a list because I know I'm going to forget something. Um... Jesus Christ, I hope I can find one. So melee <laughs> DPS. Uh, tanks. Samurai ninja. Yeah. Dragon. Samurai. Oh, here we go. Um, so we got uh, monk, dragoon, ninja, samurai. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> there's only okay. four. <laughs> yeah, there's four magical and four melee DPS and yeah. Yeah. So what counts as a tank then? So a tank would be a gunbreaker, um, a dark knight, paladin, warrior. That's it. And that's it. Yeah. I see in my head I would have switched warrior and dragoon, not playing the game obviously, because I don't know it. But like dragoons have like all that heavy armor that looks cool. Warriors have really heavy armor and a huge fucking axe on their back. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> like ginormously huge. No, it's not. A dragon, a dragoon has a, a spear. I just and they're jumpy. Yes. That, yeah, they like to jump into death walls, especially our our dragoon. <laughs> yeah. So T tier, that's the tier raids, right? Because someone, my friend asked me to ask you what tier raids you play. 
Oh, yeah. So tier would be uh, normal, raid, savage, and ultimate. So okay. um, clearly, I, I clear, obviously, I clear normal. You can't get into savage until you clear normal. Um, and I've cleared all savage content. Um, and I'm working on ultimates now. So, yeah, those are those are the tiers. All right. And if I ever played, I know you were ready for this. If I ever played 14, what would you recommend me being before oh you God. say it? I have a guess written down. To oh, my prove God. I didn't make it up. If okay, you, okay, right. okay. So you're guessing what I'm going to pick. So, For me. So here's the thing. It changes when 6.0 comes out. But as of this day, August 10th, 2021, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say playing a female McCody Bard. But when 6.0 comes out, November 19th, 2021 i would say you'd have to fantasia into a male viera but still play bard okay see i put male viera dancer oh i mean dancer would be really cool too honestly i watched the trailer about when they were coming out i did not understand what was happening <laughs> they're so confusing to like understand they, what they're no, doing they're really not though like i have a dancer at max level they're really not they're a lot of fun they're actually a lot of fun actually can i change my answer <laughs> yeah i'll go with dancer it's a it's a cross between dancer and bard okay it definitely is no because i've always debated because everyone tells me i would like the way i play other games it's like danny you're a black mage just go with it and accept it okay i don't know i think you'd I think you're a little too hyper to be a black mage because black mages tend to stay in one place, which I fucking hate personally as a healer because that means you're standing in orange. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but so still cool. I will take it. Uh, the mediocre, what you said, those are the cat people, right? The, the Makoti are cat people, but you would have to be a female because it'd be weird to be a male. I've never seen a male Makoti bard. I haven't either. Okay, so I played for two hours. Like just two hours? Wait, like you have ever, an account? Forever ago. Oh my god, you gotta play. Get on my server. But I can't go up against perfect Alexander with you. Well, no. I mean, obviously I'm gonna help you get to there. And that's the other thing too. I was so overwhelmed. So MMORPGs, I don't like open world games too much, but my friends told me that there's a way to turn off seeing other people. I don't know that I think you can turn off nameplates so you don't see their names, but you can't turn it off to where you don't see anybody. See, that's what I was wondering. I was like, I would love to not see other people just walk in a room. That'd be How so lonely. How introverted too. are you? <laughs> you don't even want to be seen and you don't want to see people in the video game. <laughs> that's the issue though, because I'm like, I would hop on. Because I think I'm gonna end up being on the roleplay servers more than anything. Mm. If I ever get into it. You you have to. Let me show you the wonderful world of Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I can power funny. level you if you don't buy a level jump yourself. <laughs> no, I would want to do the grind. Okay, well, yeah. I can help you, kind of. Kind of, yeah. I'll just. No I, no, I really can, I can. No, I mean, like, yeah, I could just stand next to you while you, like, one shot a level 50 you. thing. Yeah. And, you know, with all the, like, the two-person, even the eight- I have an eight-person cedar mount where I can like carry around eight, like my entire raid with me. So 
I mean, wow. I have mounts where I can carry you to. So you're not having to run or you're not on a slow mount. We can fly everywhere. It's great. Okay. So if I ever play, I will definitely let you know first because you're actually on the most. Yes. <laughs> Please do. So there's a good shot. You'll be on already. Yes. Yes, there will be since I'm on like all the time. So do you hop servers or? So you can, yeah. Um, right now you can only um, visit other servers that are within your data center. So my data center is Aether. So I can go to, I don't know all of them, but like Gilgamesh, uh, Midgard Somer, uh, Fairy, Cactuar, I believe, um, Sargatanis. Um, I know I'm missing a few, but I can I can jump from each one of those servers and and see everything and do things with people on those servers. Um, but when 6.0 comes out, they're going to have world data center travel. So I could technically and theoretically jump onto a Japanese server. if I This is so to. Code Lyoko. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw Code Lyoko. No, but okay. so it's pretty epic. In Code Lyoko, you were, there were like five sectors in the world of Lyoko that you okay. had to digitize yourself into. Mm -hmm. And in order to jump between sectors, first of all, you didn't know for the first like three seasons how they did it. Oh. <laughs> because they would just digitize where they were supposed to be in that sector. Oh, we're in the forest this episode. Like, basically. Right. But you find that they had to run into a tower, because the tower is how you like control everything, and they had to jump off the edge of the platform. <laughs> Oh my, like oh my God. It's a kid's show, but it was like, okay, so it sounds like what you were saying, like data jump points and jumps. In my head, that's what's happening. Is that they're code Lyoko hopping. You know what? In my head, that's what they're doing now too. So that's, <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, 6.0, I can, we can literally travel anywhere. So it doesn't matter what data center you're on, what server you're on, we can visit you. But you'll okay. always have that home server, you know? And you'll always find your way back home. Yeah. Hannah Montana, not sponsored. Don't sue Disney. <laughs> okay, so you completed the supervision, obviously, and yes. you've done supervision just in your life in general. So I have questions about that. Because sure. my supervision for typical psych life was very different than I think private practicing psych people is. Like, so what was that like? I don't know what yours is like, um, but, you know, in in typical private practice or, you know, any of the more conservative places I've worked, it's generally um, you just get a chance to talk about any struggles that you're having in general. Um, they also, you know, open up to any struggles outside of work. Um, me personally, I like to keep just the struggles within work. <laughs> I'm not really too <laughs> fond of sharing with my coworkers anything outside of work, but um unless it's like something major that does impact my ability to work. Um, yeah. But um, so essentially any struggles that you're having uh, during the workday, process improvement kind of things, um, clients that you might be struggling with. Um, and essentially that's, that's what the supervision is. And then the supervisor would kind of, um, you know, kind of take your ideas if you had ideas or, you know, kind of give you new perspective on a client that you're struggling with, like, oh, maybe try this. Um, so that that was gen that's generally and, and I don't know if that's your experience, but that's kind of generally the, the supervision. 
I okay. So for my supervision in schools, it was like you just check in with like your supervisor about okay, well, what did you do this week, and how much of a lawsuit did you cause me? It felt like. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like um, I went to this club, and I watched them and supervised them because their teacher had to leave early that day. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I did your paperwork this week. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, yeah, a little different, a little different. But so, I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes it could feel a little attacky, especially if there's something they want to talk to you about during your supervision. Um, I've never had that experience. <laughs> My supervisors were very much like, "Are we done?" I'm like, "Okay, fine, we can be done. Just sign up." I was here for an hour. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> well, you got lucky. But okay, so. How was supervision like in your experience with geek therapy world? As as a supervisee? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was much different. Um, it felt more collaborative in a sense. Um, we weren't talking about any struggles necessarily throughout our day, but, you know, we could bring, um, you know, discussion to maybe clients that we are having a hard time with and, and maybe like, is there an anime that we could use to kind of engage with them and kind of talk about how to implement geek therapy with, with um, more difficult clients, but also about um, ideas that we had about how we would want to implement geek therapy um, and kind of sharing those ideas. And it felt like it was a learning process for everybody there. Like it's supervision. There's a supervisor, but we were all on the same level, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's really how I felt too when I was going through it with us. It's just that everyone was so mellow. Yeah. <laughs> it was really chill. There. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. And it's like it's like one of those things where you hope it goes over. Right? <laughs> You're not like waiting for it to end. You're like, wait, we're at time. Can we just like have 30 more minutes? I have something just... to say. <laughs> In fact, my last supervision went like that. Oh, and now they're proposing a, a panel to have, or not a panel, they're proposing a training to Tony. You're proposing a training? Well, I actually am doing a training, like September 4th, 2021. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah, it was booked last year. I'm doing Kingdom Hearts and Mindfulness. Oh, yes. Oh, you talked about, I didn't realize you were doing that so soon. Yeah. So that is soon, but I was talking about another one I've been pitching to Tony, which I actually got to take the time to make. So I need to put that on my to-do list. But I was talking and just supervision led to like how we could use a certain thing. I mean, do you want to hear it? I do want to hear it. Okay. Well, by the time this airs, maybe it'll progress or maybe it just won't and I can do it. Um, they want to use uh, the Vampire Chronicles. Okay. Which is Interview with a Vampire. Okay. And all those books. Which, by the way, who knew there was like 15, 17 books? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> what? And so apparently almost everyone in my last supervision I ran were super into the series. And they were like, oh, it's all about like purpose in life and depression and existential dread and like oh, wow. flair dramaticism. And they were just like on and on. It took up like 40 minutes of supervision. Oh, wow. And then they were like, I was like, why don't you just propose this to Tony? Especially yeah. because... June 24th this year, they announced AMC's already making a season one of a new show series of it. So like a reboot. Oh, wow. That'd be so, perfect then. Exactly. Because by yeah. the time, if they announce that they're going to make it, that means they have to cast film. So t 
timelines so up. Are you going to do it? Are you going to be doing the training? No, because I never read the books or saw the movie. <laughs> but for but the people I was, I hope, I hope they yeah. follow through. Well, you know, Tony had approached me too, um, because there aren't a lot of trainings on anime. Um, and being that that's one of my uh, fortes, Aizawa Method coming soon to a training near you. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm thinking about, uh, well, I'm definitely going to do some trainings. I, I'm just now in the process of starting to figure that out. Um, but I, I've been planning on doing maybe My Hero Academia, of course, because Aizawa Method. But yeah. Um, also Demon Slayer for the potential of discussing anxiety, PTSD, ADHD, OBD, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tony has pitched me other ideas he wants me to do, but I think, if we, well, when I booked my thing, it was like last November. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah. So I think he was just trying to figure out how that whole giant Marvel series that's ending. Yes. Was going to go. Yeah. So I already have one like in the works. I, it's like, uh, witches and queer coding okay just like the history of how like witches and tv and representation have just been kind of queer coded and all that like fun it. stuff yeah I like so i just i personally want to go through that because it goes all the way back to bewitched yes yeah yes oh my god i love that show i didn't watch a lot of it I, obviously it was way before our time i mean i i was it way before mine and I just kind of watched it or Isn't it the 60s? yeah 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 I mean like yeah clearly if it was 60s then it is way before my time and I just kind of watched it yeah 1964 to 1972 yeah it was on it was on like Nick at Night I remember oh watching that's it how you saw it or something like that 254 episodes yeah, that's a lot wow it was good I though yeah, it seemed like it. I saw I I saw more of I Dreamed of Genie, which I thought I was the that same one show. Too. Oh, you said it was the same show. <laughs> I did. I thought they were related. <laughs> They're both really good. I love both of them. No, I was the era of the nanny. I love the nanny too. Oh, Fran Drescher. Mm -hmm. Love so, her. I like to talk about this on here. And it's been a few, it's been like 20 episodes since I last mentioned it, I feel. So when I lived in New York, which you also are in New York too, you're just on the other side of the city. The other side of the city? From I where mean, I went. I was on Long Island, so everyone's oh, on the true, other yeah, side yeah. of the city. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. in the 90s, like when I was growing up, did everything not take place in New York? No, it did, yeah. It really did. Friends, Frasier, oh, yeah. The Nanny, Will and Grace, like all these shows, everything took place in New York. Will and Grace was like my favorite for so long. Mm-hmm. And so when I moved out of New York, I did not realize the world was not New York and everything was not like New York. But like, so my world was just super homogenous because my, my fam, because like people like my big fat Greek wedding, that's like my family, except different food because we're not Greek. Mm -hmm. And it just really taught me about like family dynamics and how most cultures have like very similar esque traditions. Yes. Yeah. But I forgot what the point of this was. Other than, oh, we were talking about sitcoms. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Sitcoms, great healing, great laughter. Oh they yeah. During the pandemic, so. Sure did. We support the arts, obviously, That's because you were a performing arts person. Yes. Duh. Yeah. Duh. So like, oh yeah. Speaking of that, that's what I was going to ask way forever ago. What are the roles you've done in um, the performing world? 
it's mostly been improvisational. Um, so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's mostly been improvisational and then doing um, either solo or group dance performances and acapella performances. Um, nothing so far. I did. I was in one play. I was in one play. And I don't know why I'm blanking on the name. But like, again, this was 20 years ago. And clearly, I guess, you know, my brain is deteriorating at 38. Um, it was a movie, too. And I'm totally blanking on the name. So what happened in it? I mean, it's a lot about um, addiction. It takes place outside of a store. My head goes to rent, but that doesn't take place outside no, a store. It's not rent. It's it's a, it's a more obscure one. They made a movie out of it, but it's more obscure. And they they decided to. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to come up with this now. But if I ever do, maybe, I don't know, you can post it in the comments. Since this isn't going to air until 2023, I have time to find the name and we can post it in the comments. Yes. And if you listeners do know, you could comment at The Shape of a Star podcast on Instagram, Facebook, the Gmail that it is, the website. There's also a Twitter, but that's just the shape of a star because podcast is too long to add in the name. <laughs> and I would be, we would be happy to hear what it is. Yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> now, I always ask that too, because like, what was your big role? Because for me, I was always ensemble and I loved being in the ensemble. Like, I don't have to memorize lines. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I remember. I was just like, I don't know why the name is eluding me. Every like, a lot of the basics are eluding me right now. It's been so long. Sorry, I had to pull up the wrong tab. I was pulling up like the wrong tab to look at what we were doing next. Um, okay, so rumor has it you're starting a blog for geek therapy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait. We, I misskipped a thing. Whoops. Rewind. Wow. Ooh. My world is so bad. <laughs> okay. So you've been a supervisor and a supervisee. Now you're a supervisor again. Oh, wait. No. Yeah. You've been supervisee for your... Wow. I'm really bad at this tonight. <laughs> so I'm a supervisor now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that like? Um, It's kind of like uh, how I describe the, the the geek therapy supervisions, right? It's uh, I'm I'm getting to continue benefiting from supervisions and hearing other people's ideas, and and then getting even more ideas of my, my myself. Um, but it's it's really just a continuation of geek therapy. I'm just I guess getting paid to do it, <laughs> right? <laughs> But I mean, like, like if you want to be real, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're more than welcome to be real perspectives here. But no, for reals, like it really just—I feel like I get more information as a supervisor. Yeah, kind of because you take a step back. You're not so much jumping to talk about things, and you're kind of like hanging back and letting others talk and share their ideas. You're kind of you know, kind of like a therapy session, you're steering the conversation, so to speak, but getting a whole bunch of information. Yes. And I don't know. Oh, also, I did do a lot of single private sessions. Oh, you did? Well, you, was that your first one? No, I you meant just like, my, a private, wait, what? You were my first single private session. And you were my first person I supervised. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Your besties. That is why. No, but like when I was going through the program itself too, as a supervisee, I did a ton of like individual sessions. Oh God. Yeah. That's expensive. Um, I did a few of them. I did a few of them, but then when I figured out the group, the group rate, I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's all groups from here, here on Well, out. that's the other thing too. I would pay for group and I'd be the only one in group. Oh, well, that's lucky though. That's it is lucky, but it'd be like, I think like 10 out of my 12 were solo. Wow. That's awesome though. It is awesome. I got a lot of individualized attention and I got to know everyone well, but <laughs> I also was like, I didn't get it. Like the whole group. Cause I feel like everyone that comes to my groups has so much information they're sharing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I feel like I, I missed out on that a little. And that's I what agree. I get as a supervisor. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but but now you have that opportunity. Well, band camp, but you do you do have that opportunity before band camp and after band camp. <laughs> it's okay. Because so, sometimes it is hard to just keep up like, all right, log on today. Who's here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It got confusing for me, especially because people, some people would pay immediately and I'd be like, okay, check, check, check. And then some people would pay like right before. And then as soon as you're like, okay, we're going to go next week, half the people would pay again. And I'm like, oh God, who's today? Who's next week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I have a, I have a journal that I'm writing it all in. Like I, I literally have a book where I date it. I have a list of the names as people are asking to, to join. I'm putting the little ticks like when they've paid. So Mm -hmm. It keeps it really organized. I'm still blown point. away. Someone from New Zealand's hitting you up. That's amazing. I know. Yeah, no. And you know what's really cool about that? Because I was, um, uh, I had gotten a Fulbright scholarship uh, back in grad school, uh, my first year of grad school, um, to go to New Zealand uh, and continue research on this uh, therapeutic video game called Sparks. Um, and I would essentially go and work with the developers um, on this game and, and continue helping with the research. Um, I had to turn it down. I, I had to because I had my son, the second uh, semester of, uh, oh, <laughs> no, but yeah, sense. I had, I had my son the second semester of grad school. And um, while a lot of countries would host a dependent, uh, New Zealand was not one of them. So it was either I take my pretty much newborn baby to New Zealand and pay out of pocket for um, childcare, or I turn it down and I could not take, or or I leave him in America with my, my, my mom and go, because it was a 10 month thing. 10 months? I, yeah, I was gonna be, I would, I would have been there for 10 months. Nah, that's way too long. Yeah, so I, I couldn't do that. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, even but, for me as a grown adult with no attachment other than my parents, like I don't even think I could do it. Uh, if I didn't have a kid, I'd be so there. <laughs> I would not, not even blink at that opportunity. But yeah, so it was pretty cool to get somebody from New Zealand because I'm sure they've heard of this, um, this video game. So I'm gonna pick their brain about it because I've been wanting access so bad. Um, and you can't get access unless you have a New Zealand address. Oh. So, mm, has it made it to America yet? Look at you though, just networking around the world. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Through geek therapy. Yes. And by the way, I always forget to say this, but you do not have to be a therapist to go through the program. No, you don't. No, you could be just someone interested and then you become a certified geek specialist. I mean, they say it on the website though, that it improves your gameplay. It improves your D&D skills. It improves all of your fandoms. Go plus you get program. acronyms behind your name. Yes, plus you get the alphabet. Yeah. So if you aren't a therapist and you just want acronyms behind your name. Yeah. Is there an acronym for, and that's a good, this is a good question because I know there's a certified geek therapist. That's the CGT. Is there a certified therapeutic dungeon master? Yes, there is. I asked Tony about it. I don't know what it is, but I'm pretty sure there is I'm one. I'm guessing it's CTDM. I think it's up. Ask Tony. He can figure it out with you. By the way, you know, if everyone's trying to figure out who on earth Tony is, go listen to his episode, which is episode 14, and you'll hear all about it. Yeah. <laughs> what this is, and find out who he is as a person. But yeah, um, yeah, I could always use more letters. I didn't even think of that. I could add more letters. Now I'm motivated to do this. Where's the cohort signups? <laughs> It's even better if you play Final Fantasy XIV. I don't. You can't make me do everything <laughs> at once. Okay, yeah, I'll be patient. Fairy tale. I have to play Final Fantasy now. Like, I have to get Look, this therapeutic D and D thing. You can function on four hours of sleep. Come on. I can personally, and it's been proven. I got six hours of sleep. No, I got four hours of sleep in one week once. Oh my god. Ew, yeah. What? Yeah. Isn't um, it? Isn't it like proven by science that you would have like hallucinations at that point? No, well, I didn't actually have long sleeps, but I am a really good napper, so I have oh, like thirty-minute okay. naps throughout the week. Okay, yeah. And science has also proven the benefits of naps. They have, so it was really just I like nap throughout the week, and I crashed for eighteen hours. I would imagine. That yeah, it was actually, why did it happen? Sleep. Because of my first convention. Oh, well, that makes sense. It yeah. all comes together. It all did. And then I didn't realize I had two assignments due Monday and Tuesday after the convention, which is so weird for me because I cannot procrastinate. I am not a procrastinator by any means. I'm the person that hands it in two weeks early, gets feedback, and then I'm like, fine, I'll redo it, whatever. Yeah, I'm the same. So I was so stunned. I was like, how did an assignment get past me? And then you were so distracted. You are so distracted from the convention. I half-hearted wanted to go to the convention, too. That's why I was shocked. Oh, wow. <laughs> Time of my life, though. Wouldn't I was happy I went. I've been well, to many good, since because good. of it. So it was beneficial in the long run. Definitely. And plus, I have a cool story now. Yes. Well, and that's, and that's, that's the true gain from all of this, having a cool story. Happy memories. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, back to this rumor. <laughs> You're oh, yes. starting a vlog for Geek Therapy. Yes. So what are your ideas for it? Yeah, so um, essentially it's not just for Geek Therapy. I mean, it is for Geek Therapy. It's on. It's going to be on the private practice website, um, bavoy.org, um, B-A-V-O-Y.org. Um, and it will be on the Geek Therapeutics YouTube channel, potentially, yeah, it's, it's looking good. Um, but it, it's essentially, um, you know, I have it planned out 
essentially the beginning episodes are going to be more um the first one obviously what geek therapy is um and and kind of how geek culture is saving the world so to speak and and how geek culture has become more mainstream and how it can benefit um geeks and non-geeks alike because you know people who don't identify as, as a geek could benefit from geek therapy um everybody kind of is a geek in their own way with interests that they have so even though it might not be a traditional like comics or anime or video games it could be wrestling it could, it be, could cars. be football it could be football right that's your fandom that's mm -hmm. what you're geeky about. You know a lot about it. You're passionate about it. Let's bring it politics. into the therapy room. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, politics. But that gets into that a might get into things. that's a that's interesting. But that, I just yeah. realized like people are really fanatical yeah. about their like not even just like the beliefs in politics, but just about like how they like to follow it. Yeah. 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 So I mean, like you could potentially bring that into the room so you don't have to be a geek to benefit from geek therapist but essentially that's what the first episode is about and then i'll go into generalized um why anime is beneficial in therapy why video games can be beneficial why comics you know cosplay all of all of that stuff oh, yeah. um and once those are all taken care of i can get into more specific vlogs about specific animes that I've used and, and have been helpful or specific video games and things like that. Yeah. And having people on, hopefully you, um, for interviews about how you utilize geek therapy and, and not just uh, professionals, but geeks themselves talking about what they love in their, in their, um, in their geek world and how that's helped them. That's super exciting. Not the me part, but the like getting the geeks on that aren't in therapy and just like how they love their not stuff. Not the you part. I mean, <laughs> that's exciting too. It's exciting to me, but if people are listening to this, they already are fans of me. So, okay. yeah, true. Or you. True. true. Us. Well, that'd be nice. That'd be nice to have some fans. <laughs> well, this is going to be in 2023, so I might actually have fans by then. God, I really hope this is 2023. I stopped counting in October 2022, and I just assumed with how many I've recorded since then, you're in 2023, so woof. Oh, I'm living in the future. <laughs> We're living in the future right now. I said that, and everyone thought I was weird when I mentioned it to people. This is why we're besties. <laughs> we think alike. But we so are. what are, do you have like any specific segments you have planned for the vlog? So again, um, the first few were pretty general. Um, I've already gotten uh, the layout of what I'm going to be talking about in the first one about uh, geek therapy and how geek culture is saving the world, um, which is that introductory to geek therapy. Um, just have to record it and then figure out all that video editing. Um, got that 10 second intro though. Uh <laughs> it's an amazing intro, everyone. I wish I could play it. Yeah, super geeky. Um, but um I I'm I'm thinking the next one after that is where I'm gonna introduce the benefits of video games in therapy. Um copyright pending. This was also the title of my um graduate thesis Ooh. that I'm using for that um actual um vlog which is world of therapy craft nice so yeah 
But okay, so what I meant by segments was like in the actual thing itself. Like, are you gonna have like a recurring thing? Like, hey guys, it's time for hot topics, as people do on like their daytime talk shows and whatnot. Um, so I could. I haven't really thought about it too much um because of what my boss is is having me um kind of put together um they want to keep it more informational again it is going on a private practice blog yeah um so uh and and i also want to make it really exciting you know for the fact that it, it's also going to go on to the geek therapeutics youtube um but uh yeah i haven't really thought about that it's, it's, recommendation it's, of the week yeah Ooh. Easy one. Ooh, yes, yes. Depending on what geek topic we're talking about. Yeah. Right? So, like, anime recommendation of the week: finish fairy tale. <laughs> I know what happens. <laughs> I know, but you have to see it. It's different. It is different, but no, like that'd be so easy for you. Yeah. No, Just... I love that. That's a really good idea. Stealing that as well. Um... It's not mine. So that was me offering an idea. And the whole reason so, yeah. I ask that is because, like, when I was making this podcast, when I was listening to my friend's podcast, they, oh, so the format, obviously, is I bring on someone super cool, we chit-chat, and it's super fun. But then I realized that other podcasts that do the same, they ask the same set of questions at the end to, like, give a base of normalcy to be able to judge how this person reacts based on other people. Or maybe that was just the therapist, me judging people. Uh, when I listen okay. to the hot logs, that's where the rapid fire question portion came. Oh, are we at that portion? We will be in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's what I was thinking. I was like, you, I or that you, but like people in general might want like little things like that to make it like recurring, recurring themes and segments. If I could think of more, I would, but these episodes go for almost two hours already. So yeah no i but i love that i love that idea and i'm definitely gonna i'm, I'm gonna add that because I, I i love a recommendation of the week so like and you can do that for any one of the topics that i'm gonna cover yes yeah so oh i'm glad i could help yes thank you <laughs> and i cannot wait to be on it and we'll see what comes out first your episode with me here my episode with you Oh, geez. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I still haven't even made my first episode yet. I'm still in the first. Like I said, only got 10 seconds, but it's an amazing 10 seconds. But it's a recurring 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that the wording changes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are you ready for the rapid fire questions? I think so. Yeah. This is going to be fun. And this is, this is the part where I don't know what the questions are. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, so it's exciting for me. <laughs> yeah. Most people get freaked out, but then um, they realize it's fun. Here we go. What are your chosen coping skills? Oh, um, I love deep breathing, meditation, and listening to ASMR. Oh, what kind of ASMR? Oh, I, uh, I'm a huge fan of whispering, um, tapping, light tapping, not, not fast, though. I don't like that rapid ASMR, and and I'm not a fan of the eating. I know everybody associates ASMR with eating, but um, no. Um, oh, it's gross. <laughs> and then, um, obviously, Bob Ross, who's, like, the grandfather of ASMR. Um, so listening to, like, the tapping of, like, paintbrushes and stuff like that. No. 
<laughs> my boyfriend's like right next to me. <laughs> he's playing oh, he's playing you. Final Fantasy right now and he looks like he died. No, I'm with him. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but okay, no, I forget that people are food ASMR. Yeah, the people that don't know a lot about ASMR associate ASMR. <laughs> He died again. I killed myself, dude. I thought Final Fantasy is hard. <laughs> it does look hard. Yeah. Well, it can be, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, a lot of people who don't know a lot about ASMR associate it with um, people eating. And I don't know why. It's so weird. Um, because it's so much more than that. Uh, but um, ASMR is great. I love it. I think, you know, what, shockingly, what was really awesome uh that i uh, an asmr i listened to recently was from ephemeral rift and he's really cool because he brings in geeky things and makes it asmr so it's like perfect um but he read for about an hour and a half from the book of dos what is that the book of dos yeah like computers like how to do things with computers. Oh, That's God. like the computer Bible. <laughs> My nightmare. Yeah, but I mean, like, I got it. The way, like, I don't know why it was so relaxing, but he was just reading excerpts from the Book of DOS. And I was just like, this is fucking amazing. Like, I'm going to sleep now. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad it works for you. And that's the point yeah. of this question is that no one has, okay, most people have different coping skills that work for them. Yeah. So even though this is not therapy hour for people, people might get little therapy out of these rapid fire questions. Sure. Because let me tell you, I steal coping skills from the kids all the time. I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Let me try that tomorrow. Ooh, like what? <laughs> like what's one? Can I ask oh, questions? Uh, <laughs> someone said, oh, some like this kid like framed it to me. He's like, I take sips. I'm like, oh, you just like take sips of water? Okay. <laughs> I'm always chugging anyway, like of water. Like I drink. No, like but I like that because you have to be controlled. Yes. Right? Oh. And it was just like a whole like it's a kind of my a mini mindfulness activity because you have to be like yeah. focused that this is me coping now. Right. You have to be really mindful. I like that. Right. Ooh. And to this kid, he was just like, I'm just thirsty. Okay, well, guess what you did for me? <laughs> <laughs> you just gave me another coping skill. Yeah. So you, everything is a teachable moment. That's another thing I hear all the time in work. Yes, it's true, though. It's true. Yeah. All right. Next question is Team Edward or Jacob? Um, Team none of that. I am not a fan. Of, what is that, Twilight? Yeah. Oh, God. I'm not a fan. I think we had this conversation. I'm we not did. a fan of Twilight. I like I like old school vampires that don't glitter in the sunlight. I understand that there isn't a lot of it, but it happens. Um, I honestly don't even. I don't know who is who when you say that. Like, <laughs> I have never. Edward was the vampire. Jacob was the werewolf. The vampire, was he always the one with like the squinty expression? Like, I'm doing like this. I feel like they both do it. Okay, maybe they did. Maybe <laughs> one was pale, one was tan. I don't know. I guess I would, I don't know. 
That's rough. I've always thought of myself as a vampire because of how freaking pale I am. But werewolves are pretty cool. So I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't have a decision on that. That's Team Switzerland, everyone. Team Switzerland. Uh, which was an official team that Stephanie Meyer endorsed. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Team Switzerland on that one. Which direction should you cut your sandwich? Ooh, I like to cut it into diagonals. Which direction should you fold a napkin? Diagonal. What gift <laughs> would you want to get from a fairy? A gift from a fairy? Maybe to become a fairy myself. Is that a gift? I, I don't think anything to... you get from them is a gift, so. Yeah, I would I would want to use fairy magic. That's the gift that I would want. Left or right Twix? Ooh, that's a good question. I like that. Um, probably right Twix. I usually eat the right one first. That's so weird. I never thought of that. But the commercials make you think of it. Right? <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if people choose it based on their hand preference. See, and that's why I started asking this question. Because someone answered, she just rips open the top and eats them both. She's like, why get my hands dirty when I can hold it in the wrapper? That's monstrous. That's like eating a Kit Kat without breaking them off. And that's what the other person said. I'd rather just eat a Kit Kat and not break them off. Isn't that like a meme though? Maybe like, I don't like know. you're a monster if you <laughs> eat it that way. Like I don't. I rip it off. And I break it off on the right side first. So wow. hmm. what's a trend that went too far? Ooh. Ooh. I don't want family. <laughs> <laughs> so my boyfriend says that family meme, but it's because I'm obsessed with it right now. I love it. I'm obsessed with me it. Me and Mooney just constantly yeah. share it. So it we'll add you to the rotation laugh. now. It, it makes me laugh so much. But a trend that went too far, wearing, um, like, what is it called? Scarves or uh, bandanas as a t-shirt, like as a shirt, like just wrapping it around your body and like tying it. That was and, a thing. That was a thing back in early 2000s. Yeah. Christina Aguilera did it. Well, she was tiny. So. Yeah, she was tiny. I did try it. I, I'm not going to lie. I tried it. But, like, I think that went a little too far to, like, wrap, like pass that off as a shirt. That's impressive, though. Like, if you could tie it in a way that it'll stay. Yeah. No, you, it would totally stay, but... It went too far. And plus, I mean, obviously they made more oversized bandanas for the purposes of being able to do that. Oh, that might be why I never realized it was a bandana, actually. Yeah. There was a lot of, like, skin showing on your torso in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was insane. That and the butterfly clips. Remember the butterfly clips? I, I thought they were adorable. I mean, at the time, yeah, because... But, like, when you look back on it, it was like, oh, that was a mistake. Do you know what my favorite 90s thing is? 
the butterfly shirts that were just like the butterfly wings and so like half of your sides were on half your belly oh my god yes i love them (laughs) yes christina aguilera did that too and britney and so did everyone else in the time frame beyonce did it too it's just the butterfly shirt i loved them it was very cute it was very cute um what's one thing that you would eliminate from life Oh my god. Um spiders. I hate them. I know I I get it. I know that they're actually beneficial to some degree, but they are fucking creepy and I am the person that will set the house on fire. Me too. Oh, I didn't tell you. There was a bat in the house this morning. Sorry. Oh my god. So apparently there's a bat in the house this morning. Where? Ooh. I was going to leave it, but he said he was gonna leave it. <laughs> so it can surprise you in the morning. So it can surprise me. No, and here it was flying around the living room. Is that where you are now? Yes. Wow. How'd it get in? Yeah. Where did well, it come so, in? so this the, this happened before. Um, I believe there were bats that were living like kind of in a hole uh in the roof before, but um there have been times where where you see bats like flying around the house, but I guess one got in. I I don't know how. And because you're a vampire. They, they, yeah, uh, it probably. I mean, it might be my family coming to visit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Threw out my sister. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm super excited that he didn't leave that for me this morning because. Again, I would burn down the house. Which is actually funny because I think I'd prefer a bat than a spider. I would prefer a bat than a spider, but then again, bats fly. Yes, but that means they'll stay up and away from me. Maybe. Have you seen The Office? No. The bat literally attacked Meredith's head. Like... (laughs) That's a rumor. Like, so I've actually done a lot of research on bats because just through my schooling in elementary and high school, they always made me look up bats, me specifically, because it was always like pick an animal type of deal. And I always got bats. I don't know why. Wow. And they're like the cleanest things on earth. And they only swoop in your hair to get the bugs that are in your hair and you don't know. I mean, yeah, again, they're beneficial, just like spiders, but no thank you. No, they are not. Spiders are not. I refuse to. <laughs> well, no, spiders are demon spawn yes all right so what was the next question i always get so lost oh this is one of my favorite ones who would play you in a documentary or movie about your life oh shoot um who would play me i would say um i would hope uh it would be deborah messing Grace Adler herself. Yeah, I would really hope it would be Deborah Messing. Could you see it? I can. I could see it. I It'd be so exciting. Be, I always wanted to be Grace. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, okay. I would say Deborah Messing. And what genre would that be, the movie or documentary? Um, the movie or documentary. Um, it would probably be a... Uh, uh, Comic tragedy. <laughs> if you like, stick 
Oh, go on. Like tragic, but you're laughing the entire time. God, what's a good example of that? <laughs> I don't know. Because I always just laugh my way through and I never realize it's a tragedy. True. Twilight. <laughs> I wouldn't know. For me, I laugh the whole time, but it's also like the definition of I don't of think you were meant to laugh at that, though. Well, <laughs> I'm a huge Twilight fan, and I always tell people, people who don't get it just don't understand love. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably one of those people. Nah. <laughs> I, I just, I always tell people, I was the demographic. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Like, it came out in 2006, 2005, and it was meant for the teenagers, and I was, like, 13. Yeah, I was totally not. I, I was, was just, going, I was going, 2006, I was going into purchase college to finish up my degree. <laughs> I'm like, that is, yeah, that demographic is not me. Nah. If you stick to the status quo, which clique would you be in? The the nerds, the geeks, 100%. The outcasts. <laughs> and what clique should you have been in high school? Probably that clique. Uh, no, I was 100% in that clique. And um, I 100% should have been. <laughs> <laughs> and look at you now. Clearly, clearly look at me now. <laughs> I'm using I'm using that to my advantage now. Ooh, weaponize everything. Yes. <laughs> you have to. I know that's one of my most common phrases I don't use in therapy just but in my life. <laughs> 100%, I love it. Yeah. Final question. If your life was a jukebox musical, what would be the opening song? Oh shit. That's <laughs> Oh my god what would be the opening song i mean like the first thing that comes to my head no do you know what first okay so I'll, I'll go with the first one that popped into my head and it was radioactive by imagine dragons nice you know i'm just gonna stick with that i was gonna say um my favorite song right now but i think it's just because it's my favorite song right now so i don't know if that would really be the opening soundtrack and why radioactive i don't know i've always felt so connected to that song um but it is about like creating this new world and that's kind of like what i'm doing right now I'm like in I'm in it. I'm in in this new aspect of the world and and I'm at the I feel like I'm at the ground level and creating it like with the geek therapy and everything. Well, I like how introspective you were about all of these. You took them all super seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, is there anything else you want to share with the world that listens? Um, yeah, I mean, like, if you're interested uh, in therapy, I, I do do um, virtual sessions as well. You don't have to be um, in New York State, because I am in New York State. Um, but you can uh, find me through the Bavoy, B-A-V-O-Y.org website. Um, you can also message me on Discord. Uh, my, I, I'm not, you know, I would give social media, but I only have a, uh, personal Facebook page and that's it. I'm not on any other social media cause I'm a loser. 
Um, <laughs> but, uh, and I'm old, I guess. Um, not that I'm not aware of it, but uh, you can find me on Discord. Um, DJ Star, S-T-A-R-R, Fire, F-I-R-E, number 8900. Um, and oh, your numbers I, are easy. What? Your numbers are easy to remember. Yeah, I got lucky on that one. <laughs> so number 8900, um, DJ Starfire. Um, there's a story behind that. But Starfire is my gamer tag. Um, and uh, I am, it'll show me as being logged into Discord 24-7. It doesn't mean that I'm actually awake 24-7, but I'm logged in, so I will see your message. Yeah, awesome. And I will type that in into the description show notes whatever we call it nowadays yeah i don't yeah. know <laughs> i don't know either but i hear everyone people like oh, check out the show notes i'm like whatever that is i'll just look up the description sure. <laughs> yeah description i like that that's straightforward yeah, it is so thank you for coming on today yes thank you for having me this was a lot of fun uh, and hopefully it'll feel the same for you when you do yours Yes, I hope so, too. Um, right now, it's just really stressful. <laughs> it's okay. You'll kick it up. It'll it go. Easy. You have your segments planned. I do suggest build your backlog. Yes, absolutely. I'm constantly adding to the list. Yes. Awesome. So, to the world that listens, well, thanks for coming, Satellites. Catch us next orbit. And see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.